take the meat, leave the bones, right? Use what helps. Use what helps. I don't, it's not an ego thing. It's not about me. I, I care about you. I care about you producing. I care about you in your life. I care about you outside of baseball. This is a moment, a, a four years, three or four year span where these kids' lives are going to be changed forever. And um, it, it's more than a game and, and it's more than baseball to them. And we should treat it like that for us as well. Is that at the end of the day, you have to be vulnerable. If you want them to be vulnerable with you, you have to be vulnerable with them. You know, it's a two-way street and not right. You're never too old to be humbled and you're never too young to have wisdom. Um, always keep that in mind and, and don't ever let anybody tell you uh, differently. Everything we do today, we try to stand on the shoulders of the ones before us so that we build a new, new level so that someone can stand on our shoulders, right? Fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome back to the Farm System Podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you, and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha. And I'm Bo Callis. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at the Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we're here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going. We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners. We're happy to grow with you again. We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at Yakertech. Yakertech is the gold standard for measuring spin rate, velocity, trajectory, and most important, spin axis of a pitch ball. No other system captures such clarity of a moving ball. Learn more about their system at yakertech.com. On this episode, we open up on some recruiting and a whole bunch of other coaching topics. Pull up a seat. Grab your notepad. Here's Bo and Joe. Welcome back to another episode of The Farm Unfiltered. Joey, 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 my dog. Excited to be back on the mic with you and have another opportunity to uh, chat some baseball and push the game forward through the airwaves. And uh, today I think it'd be valuable if we kind of peeled the layers back a little bit and, um, uh, take a step away from some of the in-depth player development stuff and maybe open up some different coaching aspects. And um, I think it'd be uh, good to start off the show for the listeners to hear uh, about recruiting and where we think the game's going, both from the coaching and player uh, uh, views in that sense. So why don't you start us off, Joey, and give us your thoughts? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's a, a big part of the game. Obviously, a lot of coaches are really, there's, you know, uh, you know, podcasts, there's all kinds of things. And some of our friends, we actually had, we've had some previous episodes talking about um, recruiting. And that, that's obviously a big part of it, especially in in the game. I mean, uh, one thing, uh, you know, even in, in business, and I, I like to kind of pull that perspective in, is if, you know, you don't have something or you're lacking in like one area, um, you know, the, the biggest part of that is when it comes to player development, step one is uh, get good players. Right. <laughs> you never seen a great coach without great players. So um, step one, you know, if you're going to win championships, they have good players. And that starts with that of having that strong, uh, strong foundation, uh, finding the right program. I mean, the right players that fit your program. Um, and also, too, um, which is really important is finding players that you actually know how to develop. Right. Um, obviously, when I say that, it's like, what do you mean? Um, some coaches are like, absolutely. Other coaches are like, you know, I don't get that concept, but you also have to be aware. I mean, I I think a big part of that with, um, head coaches is obviously understanding, um, your coaching staff and players that they do better with, uh, than other players. Right. So, um, kind of wanted to open that up. So let's think through that. The reality is, is the 80 grade coach, right. On a 2080 scale, the 80 grade coach can coach any athlete. The reality is we're not 80 grade coaches. 
right? Um, we can't connect with everybody. Um, we're going to miss some athletes. Um, would it, maybe it's a style thing. Maybe it's a culture thing. Maybe it's a, um, you know, inability to connect. Maybe it's a, maybe we lack in some, uh, in some areas of knowledge. I mean, so that's something that we have to be realistic with ourselves. There's some players that, you know, we're just going to miss. And because of that, um, we have to know um, more so the areas that we're lacking. Then I've mentioned that a couple of times, understanding, being very self-aware, understanding the areas that we're lacking or the players that we might miss um, in either recruiting in that area, right? Or, you know, maybe on the opposite side, you know, just getting players that you know how to develop and guys that you can really help. So just kind of wanted to open that up. And then uh, Bo, just kind of want to grab your, you know, initial thoughts just um, off that. Yeah, I think that, you know, step one for me is say, be honest with yourself as a coaching staff, be honest with the institution you're at, um, the school you're at and the type of players, uh, talent wise. Um, it's, it's, it's okay if you can't get the top talent, uh, obviously you'll just have to develop a little bit more and that goes into, you know, broadening and sharpening your toolbox and, and making sure that you're continuing, um, evaluating yourself and kind of comparing yourself to the progression of the game of baseball is going in, which I think we'll open up here in a little bit uh, later. But um, obviously that dialogue with the people you're going after is important, making sure that, you know, the, the guys that you're going after fit the culture um, of the program, uh, fit the culture of the institution as a whole, and then um, obviously fill the needs that you need on a yearly basis. And then I also think it's important to always just go after athletes. Uh, like we've always said, every coach that I've heard of that, that gets good players recruit shortstops and center fielders and then um, kind of disperse them a, a, across the diamond as they need to. But, um, you know, initially, I think that's the first thing that comes to my head and, and some of the first thoughts that I had when I was recruiting. Uh, when we have a better understanding and, and that culture is built, uh, we just attract the right players year in and year out. But, um, you know, initially, those are my first thoughts. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the, this is the big thing is some guys might be listening and be like, okay, well, you guys are both in the private sector now. Obviously, Bo um, spent some time uh, recruiting at the college uh, and, and, you know, obviously collegiate level. Um, now, with that being said, how does that, that leave me and why do we have some expertise in the understanding of recruiting is also um, on the other side. First off, obviously, as a uh, private institution, when we do when we as a on the in the private sector and we have everybody come in for evals, um, obviously during that process there's some give and take in the sense of we're evaluating the players, but also too they're evaluating us, right? So they got to understand what our culture is like, what we're trying to look for, and also we're you know trying to get a better idea of who they are. But the bigger piece and the most uh, much more important piece is we have a lot of athletes that are getting recruited which is the, the most important part. Like we get to see from that perspective, um, you know, we get to talk to our players about schools they're interested in. Obviously when we do post on social media posts about players that are getting recruited, um, every time we've posted an athlete um, to this point, I mean, they get responses like 40 something responses from schools, right? So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things up in the air and those, I, we get to hear from those players, you know, what they're looking for, what have coaches said to them, why they're, um, why they're looking at this school, why they're looking at another school. And because of that, you know, we, we get a large sample size of understanding what players are looking to do. Um, so I think that's a big part uh, for us of understanding, um, with, with coaches, you know, what, what are some different techniques of getting players to get, uh, to get signed at different schools and, the step, you know, step one in that, in that way, uh, is the relationship. And I think that's the biggest piece. And, um, you know, I kind of let Bo open up on that, you know, just understanding like, what do you look like in the idea of a relationship with a player and how we build a quick rapport with them, um, so that we can continue to kind of figure out if they fit us or not. So, yeah, I wanted to, to touch a piece there too. Um, before we talk about the player coach relationship, uh, coaches, if you're listening in and, 
you know, you're onto some of the new age of baseball and, and you're getting some of this tech and you're kind of learning how uh, some of these private sectors do and, and utilize these things. I think it's important to have a strong relationship with people that understand how to use the data um, and how to effectively communicate with players because a lot of times as a coach, you're going to be in contact with some of those private sector private sector um, coaches as well. I know that Joey and and me personally and Bleak, you know, it's 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 common for those coaches to reach out to us and for us to have a dialogue as well. And and I think if you're kind of behind the eight ball on the lingo and you don't have a strong relationship there, I think that could hurt you as well. So I wanted to open that up before we talk about the player coach relationship. Um, my experience with with uh, developing that relationship with players is is being candid. Um, being open and, and letting them know that you're a person. Um, you know, I think in, in this day and age, it's it's easy to get transactional and to uh, treat players like they're, you know, wins and losses and they're just getting you to where you need to go. And I think if we take a step back and realize that, you know, this is a moment, a, a four years, three or four year span where these kids' lives are going to be changed forever. And um, it, it's more than a game and, it, and it's more than baseball to them. And we should treat it like that for us as well. So I think by, you know, pulling the layer back and opening up and being vulnerable and, you know, letting them know that you have a family or you have kids or talk to them about your relationship with Christ and, and showing them the person side of you. Um, I think that's a quick way to gain trust. And that's something that I uh, continually try to do when I was on that, on that recruiting trail. Yeah, no, that's, you know, really good point. Um, big part of that, that I want to touch on that, that Ro obviously brought into uh, the equation there is, Especially with our players. I mean, obviously, um, in our sector, like players that are coming to a facility like ours or uh, some of the other facilities in the nation, um, obviously they're there because they're interested in player development. They're interested, um, in a lot of that tech. They're interested in, in progressing themselves. So just like Bo was saying, um, if you don't have the understanding or again, that you're maybe just, you know, have some incomplete understandings, right? Of understanding, you know, what that tech looks like on um, the different techniques that are being used, things that they're doing on a daily basis, that kind of comes back to that relationship, right? Um, obviously those things are going to be important to them. They, they have some, um, what do you call it? They have some understanding. They have some, um, a feel they've been in that environment. They understand, um, what that looks like, what it tastes like, what it, you know, what those conversations are, are going to be like. And, and player development is obviously on the forefront of their mind, right? So, um, entering that a lot of, a lot of players that has uh, coaches that have had success recruiting from a facility like ours is someone that is open-minded about that and actually wants to talk about it, right? Like, you know, what are the things that you've been doing? You know, obviously, uh, like a, a lot of times it's, it's, it's almost crazy to me that, I, that, you know, if, especially if you get a, if you get a top pick from us, right? Like all of a sudden somebody's like a batting champ or something like that. And they weren't the year before, um, Instead of instantly just trying to grab them for who they currently are, you know, asking them about, you know, the transitions that they, that they made, the things that they focused on, what have been big changes for them in the last year. Um, you know, obviously that should be something of interest to you. They went from someone that you had not even on your board to all of a sudden that that's one of your top guys that you're trying to recruit. Um, you know, it, it's, 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 you should know that it's going to be very hardwired into them, that that's something that's going to be important to them because they saw they were part of that process and they changed a whole bunch of things, uh, to get to where they are. And so that's obviously going to be something that they're emotionally tied to, right? So if we don't instantly, um, you know, address that and understand what's important to them and what's important, um, in the game of understanding, you know, maybe it's movements that they, they change. Maybe it's a different mindset. Those things are obviously very important and those are going to uh, help them and continue, uh, for them to be successful at your program, which obviously is the ultimate goal. Yeah. And coaches, you know, don't listen to this and, and panic and think that you have to be a pro. 
It's just like anything else when it comes to coaching. You just have to be able to use the rhetoric and have it in your toolbox for if you are going after a guy. And that's how he learns is through the data. And, and, and he's more of a like a player development and forward thinking individual that you can communicate with them because that's a quick way to lose you know, a good prospect is, is if you can't communicate and connect with that guy early on. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, look, it happens at the pro level. It's going to, it's going to circle all the way down. You know what guys ask me all the time? They've already had these, um, cause we get these stories all the time. Guy goes to a school, um, you know, hitting coach or head coach or, you know, whatever, uh, just did, uh, had no fuel for, you know, things that were important to them or, um, you know, made them try to make them hit one way or another. Right. Um, so for example, we had one of our guys that he went to school, he's a real fast runner. Um, and the coaches couldn't, didn't have a b- big feel on, you know, uh, developing guys. What they did with him is they basically just started making him slap balls and you started slapping balls on the ground and telling him to run out. Um, while maybe that helped them in the season, um, what, what they failed while it helped them in the moment, what it did is it lost them a really good player, right? Um, the next year, the guy, the kid obviously had a, uh, didn't have a good experience. He didn't really hit well, um, hit a lot of ground balls. That was his only hits. He, he didn't, I think he had like two doubles the whole season or something crazy like that, right? So then he comes to a facility like ours. Um, you know, we embrace a lot of the, uh, the natural ability that he already has, um, help him develop some of those skills. And then again, this was one of those kids that we, uh, that comes back and ends up being a batting champ the next year, hits for a whole bunch of doubles, a whole bunch of extra base hits, hits some jacks. Um, and then, you know, leads the league, obviously an average. So to do that, I mean, what does, what does that mean? Again, like, just like Bo saying, like, it's not saying that you need to know, um, how to, you know, turn completely repat somebody or, you know, anything like that. But with Bo's, the, the point that he's making is just understanding that when we have those conversations with players that they're really interested, they want to know, they're asking me, uh, they're asking, you know, their coaches, they want to know like, Hey, okay. I know that you are, you guys obviously know how important this is, you know, if, yeah, you know, and it, it could be even a big name school, right? It could be, oh man, it could be, uh, you know, the, the best D1 in all of, you know, Southern California. But is that the best fit for me? Right. And that's the biggest thing is it coaches that the, the uh, lower end coaches on the sense of, um, where players may be seeing you. Like that's something that we do as a facility. We, push and promote those other programs much more than we do. We don't just sit here and just push, you know, like the USC's and the UCLA's or, you know, Texas or, you know, some of these, you know, real big schools, right? Um, you know, more often than that, we're talking about with players that they need to go to places that are best fits for them. And that helps even to the larger schools as well, right? We don't want uh, to send a player to you guys and um, that player get there and just not be a fit. It doesn't matter if he's a really great player. If he's not a fit for your culture, he's not a fit for your guys' system. If he's not a fit for um, any of those things, obviously those are pro- uh, problematic for you. And that's not a good experience for the player or for you, right? So we don't sell them any of these pipe dreams. Um, and we are very aware of the schools. And we obviously have a lot of players all over the place for schools that develop players or let players, um, you know, run this uh, type of offense or um, have this type of approach or, um, you know, you know, and also the opposite side, right? On the, on the end of, you know, guys that maybe be have, you know, we have players that come back with poor experiences. And if it, when it comes into multiple players coming back with multiple experiences, then obviously we use that information to help our players as well, right? Uh, we want it to be successful from um, both sides and we care a lot about our players in that way. So don't think that the players are not aware, right? They're, they're aware. They have coaches around them, especially when they're going to a private facility that um, have ideas about and an understanding of schools and how they run their systems and how it's going to be once they get there. No, yeah, I think that's those are great points, and uh, I think it's important to remember, just like Joey's mentioned several times, is sometimes the best player isn't the best fit for the program, and and vice versa. So always important to keep that in mind. And um, I wanted to circle back to the point 
that we ran down the rabbit hole before we did that, Joey, as far as building that relationship to player to coach and um, maybe give these guys some advice on, on your thoughts on that and maybe how they can go about doing that. Yeah, no, that's something that I think is really important. Um, obviously it, it, you know, I think underneath the constraints of what we do, that's something that I have to do on a constant basis. There's a lot of times, you know, especially with our professional athletes or, you know, our fly in remote clients that, uh, when they come in, maybe I have them for a week, maybe I have them for three days. I have to, and if I've never been with them before, I have to build a rapport, you know, pretty rapidly, right? Um, and they don't care, you know, what you know until they know that you care, right? They have to know instantly that it's about them, right? So I tell guys all the time, look, when we're, you know, when I'm coaching you and I'm doing these things, especially our pro clients, I'm like, look, take the meat, leave the bones, right? Use what helps. Use what helps. I don't, it's not an ego thing. It's not about me. I, I care about you. I care about you producing. I care about you in your life. I care about you outside of baseball. And, you know, that also starts, you can say all those things, but, um, you know, with players, I ask them a lot about things outside of baseball all the time. You know, how, you know, how's it going on? You know, I know you talked to me about your sister uh, the other day and some issues that, you know, you're having in your family. Um, you know, how, you know, tell me a little bit more about your parents, you know, let me know, like I should know, know their siblings, right? I should know, um, if they're the oldest brother or the youngest brother or, you know, things like that. Like I challenge like in that way that, um, that's one thing that we can never, it's not ever, never a check mark. We can always learn more things, right? And the more questions that we ask, the more that we understand their mindset, the more that we can connect with them, right? Many, many ways, uh, in many ways, a large amount of us uh, communicate, but few connect, right? And so with that being said, if you're a connector, right, you're, when you, when you connect, they trust you, right? And then that, that comes back to what Bo was talking about in the very beginning is that at the end of the day, you have to be vulnerable. If you want them to be vulnerable with you, you have to be vulnerable with them. You know, it's a two-way street in that, right? And yeah, of course there's, there's a, you can, you always have a uh, barrier right there in the sense of understanding like, like there's boundaries, right? Yeah. There's boundaries. You don't have to tell them everything, right? But yeah, you have to be vulnerable with them, right? You have to, like uh, Bo saying, you, you know, like there's times, there's a time and a place to show players like when you're frustrated, there's a time and a place uh, when to show them that you care. And there's a time and a place uh, to show them that you're interested in things that are way outside of baseball. And there's also a time and a place. I think one of the biggest ones that guys miss all the time is that when a player decides not to go with them, um, that they just completely abandon ship, right? I mean, checking in afterwards is going to be, you know, something that um, helps them talk to other players like, Hey man, you know, I didn't sign with that school, but you know, I really like that coach. It just wasn't the right fit for me for, you know, X, Y reason. But I mean, like if I had another chance and like that school is going to you, like, dude, I'd go to that school. Right. Like it's a, it's that word of mouth side. So I think realistically when, you know, when our foundation and like, uh, Bo had mentioned this, uh, just slightly earlier when our foundation. And I think, uh, for me, this is where I pull it from. Like when my foundation is God, um, and I, and I pull from there, it's, it's not about, the school. It's not about uh, my program. It's not about the wins. It's not about any of those things. At, at the end of the day, first, it's about serving God, right? And it's about serving God. It's about serving his people, right? And that's okay. Like, look, if you don't believe in God, that's okay, right? That's not, that's not something that um, we love you either way, right? But what I'm saying is that mindset obviously proves uh, some things in the sense of care about your players, right? If you're, if they're your player or not your player, you know, care about that, treat others how you would treat yourself, treat, treat others how you'd like to be treated. Like again, it comes back to some of those basic things, but when you're being recruited, think of those things, right? I don't want guys to just abandon ship on me. It's okay to check back in. It's okay to me like, you know, check back even after the season It's like, Hey man, so you had a good season, man. I wish we would have grabbed you. You know, I knew you're going to be a great player. Like that's a two second text message. Right. And then all of a sudden that guy talks to three other players and then boom, that stuff all comes back around. Right. So 
I think there's some, I think there's some things obviously that are just little small things then when it comes to uh, building relationships. And then you never know too, that player that you're recruiting ends up becoming a coach. And then that's the guy that you need on your coaching staff there in a couple of years. Like at the end of the day, you never want to burn those bridges. Um, you never want to burn those bridges. And there's a whole bunch of ways, uh, just to show people that at the end of the day, like you have to care about people. If you want, if you want to be a top level leader, um, and you want to be a top level coach, like you have to care, right? And that's not just caring about like wins and losses. You have to care about them. And if you don't care about them, I mean, that's the that's the thing you have to invest, right? And that's what makes it hard is obviously anybody knows like investing in people isn't easy, right? And it's not, um, it's everything but convenient, right? So, but you got to understand that like, obviously in the long run, it play it while this is something coach James used to say at Pine Bluff, um, loved him for it is used to say, look, at the end of the day, um, you know, nobody said it was easy, but it's fair. It's fair. Everything's fair on the back end. What you, what you get back from a relationship is fair, right? And what that means is, again, you're probably going to get back tenfold, right, what you put into things. And if it's not from that person, it's from somebody they know or for somebody that sees how you interact um, with that relationship. So those relationships always play back tenfold. And anybody that's been in the game for a long period of time knows how important relationships are and how the, how small uh, the game of baseball is. If, you know, like one degree of separation um, from knowing somebody else in the game, um, that is obviously an ultimate resource for you. So I think that's, a, you know, a really big thing in that way is just continuing to, you care about your players. And obviously, uh, the, just that mindset of what that takes to, you know, um, you know, win the big game, which has much more to do with life than it does baseball. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you. And I think that, uh, is a good transition spot here. Now, um, you've mentioned, and I mentioned a couple of times how the game is, evolving and changing and and um, you alluded there that some of these coaches that have been in the game for a long time uh, rely on those relationships um, you know experience is great age is great but sometimes that's the biggest inhibitor to growth and uh, I think we always hear this entitlement this entitlement age this entitlement age but I, I think that can play both ways Joanna as we've talked about the last couple of days that um, you know sometimes the older generation does it doesn't have as much uh, give and leeway to that younger generation as well so why don't you open up that force a little bit and, and, and talk about how that entitlement can work um, on both ends? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great thing. Uh, Bo, and I, uh, Bo and I were actually having this conversation the other day. Look, um, at the end of the day, one perspective, and I think we talked about this a while back, Bo, when we talked about the entitlement thing is like, this is my view on the entitlement thing. First off, if you, got, you haven't heard it before, I'll say it again. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing, zero wrong, right? With having privilege. Zero. There's nothing wrong with uh, privilege, right? The problem is when we see privilege as entitlement instead of opportunity, right? Everything we do today, we try to stand on the shoulders of the ones before us so that we build a new new level so that someone can stand on our shoulders, right? Um, with that being said, we, we at one time had to find a way to get clean water, right? Now, yes, all of us are entitled, right? Especially in America to clean water, right? So now at all the time, when we have this entitlement about clean water, we forget all the time. That's the, I think it's something that's been put inside of us. They, they take one thing and move on to um, another and continue to progress, right? Um, it's also like a downfall that we have to constantly get perspective on. But with that also being said, we need to understand that, you know, especially one of the views is that uh, younger players um, have this entitlement in them. We also have to remember too, that just because we're older and we feel like um, we've been through more things also doesn't entitle us to more knowledge right? Just because I'm older doesn't mean that I have more knowledge. Knowledge doesn't discriminate, right? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, yes. Do I have more experiences? Sure. Do I have more things that I can pull from? Sure. But we all, uh, uh, just because, um, you know, while some things take time to learn, 
right? That's something absolutely that we need to respect. At the same sense, you know, I learn more um, when I hang out with my nephews. I learn more about life than I usually do if I'm hanging out with other adults, right? And what that has to do with it is, is that at the end of the day, there's sometimes just because we gain knowledge or I wouldn't even say knowledge, just because we gain information doesn't mean that it's truth for one. And two, and sometimes we as human beings like to mess things up, right? We like to mess things up. We interpret information, we have emotions. And sometimes the purest part of that information was when we were younger and we had less uh, skewed lenses, right? It's like driving down the road. I forgot who explained it like that, but it's like driving down the road in the car and you keep, uh, I think it was a pastor the other day at the at, at church. Um, but yeah, it's like driving down the street in the car and you keep hitting, as you drive more and more, there's more bugs that hit the window, right? There's more um, dirt and grime that hits the window. And because of that, our lens starts being skewed. We stop seeing the beauty of a lot of things that are in front of us because of all of this that we've been through. So sometimes it's it's good to have a fresh perspective and we also can't become entitled as, um, as, as we get older and as our, um, our perspective starts to change thinking that just because we're older that we're entitled, um, to more knowledge. Right. Um, and that's, and that's the biggest thing, you know, when we, and when we look at that is just understanding that, that just, just, we all play baseball, right? We all play baseball. We all know that just because you work hard doesn't guarantee you results. Right? It gives you a better chance. It gives you a better chance to be successful, but it doesn't guarantee you results. So just because you're getting older doesn't guarantee you knowledge, right? It doesn't guarantee you truth, right? And because of that, we can pull that from baseball and we can apply that into life. It's the same thing too. We gotta be, we gotta be mindful that it could be the guy with the fresh perspective. Um, that, that really helps us in the, in the way that we view things, because if we only running in the same circles, we're going to keep getting the same results. So, um, you know, that's, that's definitely a big part of it. No. Yeah. I think that you open it up there well. And, and I think with our podcast being along, um, you know, lifelong learning and, and progressing and moving forward guys, I think it's important just from a psychology perspective, you're never too old to be humbled and you're never too young to have wisdom. Um, always keep that in mind and, and don't ever let anybody tell you, uh, differently. Um, I think Joey made a good, great point there. Just because you're older doesn't mean you have knowledge. Yes, you have experience, but have you ever been around somebody that's been through a lot of things and, and, and they're never learned from it? That's not, that doesn't give you any perspective, right? So um, I think that's something we have to constantly evaluate ourselves on and, and, and surround ourselves with young, youthful people that, that have perspective and, and, that, and that are willing to um, maybe push us. You know, every great coach and every great leader that we've had on the podcast um, it's a resounding theme that they're getting better and, and, the, and that they're just a little bit further along the learning process, but they're nowhere near the desti- destination that we want to go. Uh, we were just having that com- conversation today at the office, how um, we couldn't imagine being at the place where we think that we knew everything, right? Because as soon as we get there, that's the death of our, of our learning ability. Um, and as lifelong learners and beings that evolve and, and continue to um, you know, go through that process of natural selection, you know, that's when you die, when you're not, when you're not evolving. So, um, I think it's important to remember that, uh, no, no matter how old you are and no matter how young you are, um, it's always a great time to learn something. Yeah, absolutely. And look, and someone told me this a while ago, stagnant water is poisonous, right? Moving water. We always want to be moving. Um, and, and you know, that's a, that's a big part is that's a scary thing. Um, it's a very dark place in my mind to think about um, ever feeling like there's nothing else to learn. Like that is a like a dark space. Like that wouldn't even be what would be the point of life, 
You know, like what would be the point if you already had it all figured out and, you know, there was nothing else that you could pull from and there's nobody else that had any any other information to provide you. I mean, I remember this for, you know, for example, when back when I worked for Planet Fitness, I remember again, I think I was a regional at the time and we were, um, we just hired a new staff member and we walked into, uh, he was a, he used to work as a, as a cleaner at a different company. And I remember where I was walking him through our protocols and how we clean stuff. And his very first day, he taught me like seven things that I didn't know. And I was the regional manager about cleaning things. Right now, what did that have to do with it? First off, <laughs> he has way more experience than me. Right. And he was younger than me. Right. He hadn't worked for the company for zero amount of time. Today was his first day. And he was telling me all the things and all the perspective he had from different uh, things that he had gone through. Right. And his, his experience. And he was sharing his lens with me. Right. So being having that objective lens and that's like some of the best time is that when you have somebody first come in or you have somebody with fresh eyes, I like to call it. If you have somebody that's fresh eyes, you're going to get fresh perspective, right? And fresh perspective is always huge for growth, right? Um, too often, again, we keep running in these circles of comfort. We keep running in these circles of people that agree with me. I got a lot of yes men, right? You have all these yes men around you. You should be very um, mindful of how many yes men that you have around you. If everybody's telling you you're doing great, you need to get new friends right? You need to get new people that are pushing you. You need to get new people that are disagreeing with you. Um, and at the end of the day, like, again, that's what gets things moving forward is disagreement, right? And you have to be okay with disagreement. I mean, uh, our group, our group, you know, Bo, Bo, what kind of- If you guys ever want to hear a disagreement, me and Joey will do a podcast and just argue the whole time. <laughs> Let's just argue the whole time. Yeah. Look, look, we used to get in, in college, one of the ways that we grew the most and really challenged us in that way, every single day we would show up and we would say, okay, what are we arguing today? What are we arguing about today? Our teammates that obviously played with us, I mean, they used to drive them crazy. We'd get on the bus and be like, all right, I'm ready to argue and have a group of like seven of us. And we'd just be ready to argue anything. And this is the thing is like, it's actually funny, but it was like one of the greatest things culture wise is that we learned to go back and forth with each other and, and uh, tell our points, right? It's not really an argument, more of like a discussion of our, and then we're trying to, I mean, even if we didn't agree with something, we'd just argue it, just be devil's advocate, right? Um, but what we learned to do with that is that like, we used, to, we used to talk about guys like never getting rattled, right? Like we learned not to get rattled. We learned how to have discussions and how to have tough things that you didn't agree with, right? I don't agree with you. Okay, well, I don't agree with you. Okay, well, let's talk about that, right? And it's funny, like it happened all the time, you know, uh, Bo or I'd be like, man, dude, I agree with you 10 minutes ago. I just wanted to keep arguing. So like, that's the part is like, I think that that, even though that, that was like a funny thing that we did as, as teammates, I think it really opened our minds of understanding how to have discussions about tough things. Right. And it really opened our minds to have d- discussions about um, when we didn't agree and how we, how we talked about those things. Right. And I think uh, too often that if we had that perspective that we'd get a lot further along with in, in a lot of ways with, you know, with that be baseball. I mean, a lot of times in baseball, we just do things because that's how it's always been done. Right. And we don't get anywhere by just doing things just because that's how it's always been done. We have to challenge, um, you know, why we do this practice or why we do this practice. And yeah, then sometimes we figure out when we look into that, we have a better understanding. Okay. This is why we've done this because this is the success it's had in the past. We're not reinventing the wheel. We're just molding it. Right. We're coming up with more innovative things um and and using the old to develop the new you know yep no and i think you make a great point um as well as we tie this back in with uh, the conversation that we started this with um when we look at the game of baseball guys um it's it's uh, a, a game of history and a game that's not changing um but at the same time it is changing it's it's very traditional but it's changing guys so wh- whether you're on board or not the tech's coming um you know there's there's young coaches coming in that are hungry 
And, and I think that if we're not willing to open up our minds to new perspectives and, and we just call this generation the entitlement generation, I don't think you'll be having a job very soon. So I, I think that that's something that, you know, whether you need to hear this or somebody you know needs to hear this, maybe get a little kick on the butt. Um, I, I think that's something worth doing because um, that, that's what I would want a friend to do for me. And, and, I, and I think that that's something that we all need to do is the game of baseball is embrace and come together and kind of move this thing forward. Uh, I, I think that we're the only sport that isn't fully bought into the way really that the, the, the tech's going and, and that this age um, of development and just the space of player development in general is going and, and, and push in the same direction. And I think we'll see a lot of growth. And, you know, obviously those guys that aren't on board will just kind of weed themselves out. Yeah, I mean, look, and this is the thing. Look, there's just going to be growing pains. And this is it, – it doesn't need to be, you know, you need to fully jump on the board of like, you know, data, 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 data. Look, if you have experience and you're an old school coach and you have all this empirical observation, right? You have all this years and years of experience of watching players move. I'm, I, I guarantee you, you can see some things, right? You might not know how to explain them, right? You might, you, and then like we talk about this with scouts all the time. They know what it looks like. They might not know how to develop a player to do that, but they know what it looks like, right? And that's a, that's a very important piece. Um, there's definitely a lot you can bring to the table, but again, um, hire where you're weak, right? Hire where you're weak, get interns, get all kinds of things that you can uh, do to kind of push the game forward. There's all a whole bunch of resources that you can do um, to just open your mind to it. And this is the thing um, that we say all the time. Like, look, if you're strong in your beliefs, then you shouldn't be afraid of hearing somebody else's, right? If you're strong in your beliefs, hearing somebody else's perspective shouldn't rattle you, right? And that, that should be the thing is just like, okay, like, dude, like if anything, this is what you should always, you should always be attracted to people and things that don't agree with you if your if your mind is set on growth if you're set on growth you should be attracted to things that don't agree with what you agree that you think right that's the only way you're going to grow is you have to be around things that you don't agree with right that's why um it, you know I started doing this practice a while back is that if somebody like tweeted something or do whatever and I didn't agree with them I'd follow them right because that's the only way and it's I'm telling you right now like that's what's made my mind grow so much more and maybe open to different things. It's like, even if I didn't agree, I'm just going to read it and it's okay. Look, if I don't agree, guess what I just do? I know this is a really hard practice in Twitter right now. I just keep scrolling. <laughs> I just keep scrolling. There's times there's certain times where I'll respond to certain things, right? But 98% of the time I just keep scrolling, right? And that's okay. We can do that. You know, I know we, everybody wants to challenge and, you know, say that, man, that's ridiculous, but look, everything works for somebody. Everything works. Everything sucks. Right. But at the end of the day, I think that's the biggest thing is that we got to be very open to having challenging conversations, explaining to people and be open to having those those conversations about why we agree, why we don't agree. Right. And be okay with us not agreeing if we end up not agreeing. That's okay. Right. At the end of the day, those conversations still push the game forward. Right. Just us, just us having that conversation pushes the game forward. So that's where it needs to start. I think you need to just be open minded to hearing what the other side has to say. And there isn't one side or two sides or six sides. There's like 150 million ways you can cut this thing. We just got to be open-minded to hearing what people have to say about what they think and what they're seeing. Because look, at the end of the day, this is one of the most complex things to do in all of in the world. It's one of the most complex things to do in all the world. That's why it's so complicated. That's why it's so hard, right? This is an open skill, right? It's not a closed skill. You're not hitting a golf ball off the tee. This is an open skill. It is very complicated, when it comes to um, when it comes to the not only skill acquisition but also 
um, retention and motor performance and uh, biomechanics. It's it's physics. It's a very hard thing to unwrap. That's why it's you know it's, it's so complicated. There's so many ways to look at it, and there's so many different takes. So there's never going to be one perspective. It's ne- it's never the the infinite complexity should be something that attracts you, and you it should be something that you constantly want to open your mind to to see it in a different way. And if you truly love the game, you should be just if you could fall in love with it in a different way or in a deeper way. Why wouldn't you be open to that? Absolutely, and I think that can transition here a little bit. You dropped the uh, furthering the game, and, and to further the game, guys, we need your help. Um, you know, we've mentioned that a couple times on Twitter and some of these other episodes, but guys, this platform was built for you. Um, you know, Joe and I do like to hear ourselves talk, but this this <laughs> this was meant for you guys to to give back to you and to give you guys the platform to share and circulate information. Um, you know, if you haven't seen the website, make sure to head over to the website, the system farm. Uh, we're going to be doing these unfiltered and, and having questions by you guys. So um, keep your eyes open for that and make sure that you guys are interacting, man. I mean, it, it's free advertising for you guys. Um, you know, I think it's it's silly to to not take advantage of that when when me and Joey are just giving back. You know, um, you'll get it. You'll get a retweet from the farm system and probably both of our personal accounts more than likely. So, you know, we're part you guys are part of the team and, and we want you guys to uh, uh, feel like you are. Absolutely. Look. Like this is the biggest thing with that is we don't get anywhere if someone isn't willing to share, right? I mean, the whole point is for us, you know, sharing is caring. <laughs> sharing is caring. We we need to share more information. Look, I mean, you you've seen it. I'm sure by now, um, you know, we've been you know making a real push of just sharing a whole bunch of information, little nuggets here and there, and the the response has been awesome right um at the end of the day we just want to share information and we want to get things out there and we want to um you know share more and more so um on the website that's a great way we've had some outstanding responses there's a whole bunch of things we're going to be pushing um showing that even more i i think a lot of people are um, still unaware of all the different resources that are on there but we also need more right just like both saying so uh, make sure to check check that out there also to you guys make sure to grab a shirt grab a hat we want you guys to look and uh, want you guys to know that you're part of the team. Um, so make sure to do that on the on the, the system.farm. Check that out. But from us and our partners over at Yakertech, until next time, Farm System out.